Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, race fans, welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week. I am William Barber, a.k.a. WB. I want to thank y'all for taking time to tune in, telling your family, friends, cousins, and neighbors about the show. This is where if uh, it's got four wheels, goes real fast. We talk about it every week. I, as always, am joined by the man that is the producer to the stars, the guy that gets it done, and the guy that makes sure that I don't do anything stupid on the air, on the radio, or on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alfie! What's going on, man? WB, glad to be with you again this week here on Southern Race Week Radio and the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Is really excited for another jam-packed episode that we'll be delivering here for you today and also if you're listening on the podcast we really appreciate you tuning in to the podcast which is available on iHeartRadio, itunes spotify soundcloud and will be up and ready every monday so we appreciate all those loyal fans and also those that have subscribed to our podcast so that way when a new podcast is up and ready you will get a notification to know that it is ready to go so we appreciate all the loyal radio listeners and all the podcast listeners as well, William. And then by the time you know it, William, we are going to be done with the West Coast Swing. And then the Cup Series will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend, March 18th, 19th, and 20th. With practice qualifying returning this year, you've got uh, Legends Racing that will go on after the doubleheader Saturday with the trucks and Xfinity. And then Sunday, the Cup Series, the Folds of Honor QT 500 on Sunday, March 20th. I am very excited. And I know we've got a lot of contests going on. You've got a great contest we're going to get to here in just a matter of moments, William. But you know what? I want to do something nice for all our loyal radio and podcast listeners who want okay. to come out to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, I will be out there all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to be doing some social media videos and stuff, so we'll keep you posted on our Facebook and Twitter pages as I'm out there. But you know what? They were nice enough to give me a camping spot, not just any camping spot, William, but a camping uh-huh. spot in the infield what? of Atlanta Motor Speedway. The infield of Atlanta Motor Speedway. They got the peach pit going on. They're going to have concerts. They're going to have uh, the cornhole. So much going on. And if you've never been to an infield party at Atlanta Motor Speedway during race weekend, you, you, don't, you have never partied oh. before. That's the way I look at it. And you know what, William? I'm going to do this. I am going to give away my infield camping spot how about that i'm going to add that into the equation for your big atlanta motor speedway ticket giveaway extravaganza so break it down for our listeners william now that i'm including my infield campground site what else could our loyal listeners win for that weekend dude that's like that's like thousands of dollars worth of value right there alone what we'll do is take your spot and then we'll turn around and add in tickets and passes to everything going on all weekend long. So the concerts on the infield and everything else, the uh, pre-race pit passes, we'll add those in. And the best way for everybody to enter to win is go to Southern Race Week's Facebook page. Go to it and like it. Look for the event camping post. Who wants to win? Free infield camping spot need to change it to Alfie's spot because it is a prime location spot and you could win it. And if I tell you what, 
if somebody wants to go and camp next to you, then I will provide them a tent, even if they don't have an RV. If somebody wants to go and camp next to at your spot and hang out all weekend, we'll even get another spot and provide them with the tent. You show up with your pillow, your sleeping bag, and your couple of friends, and you could be hanging out all weekend long with us at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Plus, we've got 10 pairs of tickets to give away to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's race. Plus, Sunday's race will come with a pair of pre-race pit passes. So you'll be able to attend the pre-race concert on Sunday. One grand prize winner is going to win a pair of sweet tickets to Atlanta Motor Speedway for Sunday's March 20th race. This is St. Patty's Day weekend, folks. Get your green on, and let's get ready to party on. Alvin, before we get to the race news you can use, let's talk about the guests that we have this week. Oh, yes, William, we get another Jump Pack show coming up for you this week on Southern Race Week Radio and the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. In just moments, we're going to be speaking with Kevin Lee of NBC Sports. He's one of the many voices you hear during the IndyCar coverage on NBC. And we'll break down what happened at St. Petersburg this past weekend as the IndyCar series kicked off their 2022 season. And then also we've got Greg Walter, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway. As we talk about and get ready, it's going to be here by the time you know it, William, the Coca-Cola 600 will be at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and we'll talk about how you can get your hands on those tickets as they're going quickly for that weekend. And then we'll wrap things up with NASCAR Cup Series driver Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So all that coming up for you this week on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We're continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And the IndyCar season officially kicked off as they raced through the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. And to break it down and recap all the action as we get set for another exciting NTT IndyCar Series season, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in one of the many voices you hear during coverage of IndyCar racing on NBC this year. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Kevin Lee. Uh, Mr. Lee, <laughs> Mr. Lee, thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again this week on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Thank you so much for taking time, being a, a great friend of the show, and breaking down all the action for the IndyCar Series season this year. So uh, appreciate you taking the time, sir. So uh, we just kicked off the season in St. Petersburg, a, a great uh, race. I, I really enjoyed watching it. Scott McLaughlin took home the uh, checkered flag in the season debut. Now, after uh, obviously it's one race, we can't really take too much away from uh, just one race in the season. But what did you take away from the drivers, the action, and everything you saw in uh, St. Petersburg? Well, big picture, it might have been the biggest crowd that they've ever had. So that was uh, good for many reasons. And from one aspect, the people who put that race together, the promoters who probably had the biggest hit from COVID. We were there two years ago, and they had built the track and spent the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it goes beyond that. Uh, to have a race and then we're there cars are about to go on track and it's canceled and that's just a debt that you you can't recover and then they've had other events that they promote andretti uh green savory rather the promoters and so they've taken a loss so i was happy that the event went so well 
They were adding extra grandstands. It had great energy. It's already a perfect atmosphere. And then you had a really interesting race with Scott McLaughlin, who is a supercar champion, who is a legend in Australia. He's from New Zealand, but coming to America was very new for him. He had not driven formula cars, anything anywhere close to an Indy car other than a Formula Ford, which is essentially an entry-level car that kids start when they're 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. And then it was all a stock car, sports car hybrid. So he was thrown in the deep end at Team Penske. And the thought was this year he'd be better, but expecting him to win still might be a little bit much. So for him to come out and win, and it wasn't a fluke. He was fastest in one of the practices. He was fastest in qualifying, controlled this race. There was no yellow that benefited him in any way. Scott McLaughlin served notice that He's the real deal, and he's going to be here to stay. And, I mean, he led 49 laps in the event, so, I mean, for sure, he definitely was uh, dominating most of the race uh, at, at St. Petersburg. Now, um, a lot of the talk lately that I've been hearing kind of from NASCAR and IndyCar is the possibility of maybe another driver racing both the Indy 500 and Coca-Cola 600. Now, uh, there's been a lot of talk of Kyle Larson maybe being the next driver to take that opportunity. He said he would only do it if he had a great ride for the Indy 500. Now, Jimmy Johnson could be another name that could float around that could possibly do this as well if he wanted to. Do you see another possibility where we'll have another driver race both the Indy 500 and the Coke 600? Not this year. Yeah. Kyle Larson's not going to do it this year. If and when Kyle Larson do, does it, it needs to be decided mostly in the fall. So if he wants to do it in 2023, he needs to do a test in the middle of the week, and there's always a tire test in the fall at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, he needs to come and, and make sure that he thinks he's going to be comfortable and is willing to pull the trigger, and then they have to put the business part of it together because it's still costing someone a million dollars plus to be able to do the Indy 500. So you need to, to know in advance. And Kyle Larson will have a good ride if, if he wants to do it. Chip Ganassi, I'm sure, would still invite him back. Roger Penske would have a seat for him uh, if he wants to do it. So it's there but it's up to Kyle Larson. And he's kind of gone back and forth over the years. I know he's interested, but, you know, at times he said, I'm not sure if I really want to go through the risk of that. And it's just difficult to do. You can't just show up and do it. But he's good enough that if he did a couple of tests and with Indianapolis, you have enough practice time leading up to it that Kurt Busch was a great example. Kurt is someone that was not quite capable of winning but capable of running near the front, Kyle Busch is the other name that we're interested in. That, that, that's one to keep an eye on in 23, but same thing. He really needs to make that decision towards the end of this year, get in a car, make sure it suits him, and he's comfortable, and then I think we could see him. I don't think Jimmy Johnson would do it this year. I, I'm sure for his first Indy 500, he wants to be focused on this. If he decides to do it again in 23, then I could see a, a scenario where Jimmy decides to basically leverage some sponsorship and get everybody paid more because that's a fantastic promotion and marketing platform for him to do the double. So I could see that happening in the future, not likely, but I think it's possible for Jimmy. 
Now, I know this year we're going to have a weekend where both IndyCar and NASCAR will be racing at the same venue at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, they did this last year as well. Uh, I think it's really awesome to kind of introduce fans to maybe who are NASCAR fans to the IndyCar series and kind of vice versa. Would you like to see more of that involved maybe throughout the season instead of just one race weekend, maybe maybe a few multiple race weekends where we both see IndyCar and NASCAR kind of race at the same venue at the same weekends? Oh, definitely. I think IndyCar would be very much for that. It's probably more on the NASCAR side. Where it's mm-hmm. not happening, it's more likely NASCAR is somewhat reluctant. And one argument could be that, you know, we, we are the headline event. This is what NASCAR would be thinking, and we don't want another series there that's faster than us. So maybe, maybe not. And then also from the track standpoint, there's the sanctioning fee. It's a huge number to pay NASCAR, the sanctioning fee. And then you add in another million dollars plus. So the track has to decide, all right, am I going to sell a million dollars worth of tickets to be able to pay IndyCar to come in and do an event like this? Maybe IndyCar makes a deal with you. And certainly it needs to be a weekend in the second half of the season when NBC is the television broadcaster. It doesn't do a whole lot of good to do a combo in, in the spring because then you've got two TV networks who are still spending full price if they can save a little bit of money by being able to use some of the same equipment, crew, and everything else, then I think then you're on the right path. So I do think it'll happen again somewhere else, but it's it's not as simple. There's a street race being talked about in Chicago, and if that happens, I would hope they figure out a way to include IndyCar too because it's hugely expensive to build a street race. So that's a way to kind of make it a little bit more uh, meaningful as far as the economics are involved. Now, your next event in the IndyCar Series will be March 20th at the Texas Motor Speedway, the XPEL 375. Uh, let me ask you, as a broadcaster, and maybe also as a fan, as we go from a road course to an oval track, do you prefer watching cars on the ovals, or do you enjoy more of the road courses? I like both. Uh, it it kind of depends on what the action is like. And unfortunately, Texas hasn't been fantastic action the last few years. Some years it's really, really good. It, it's a difficult package because you're trying to avoid outright pack racing like they had back in the old IRL days, uh, where it's just flat and who's the bravest is the one, and you've had some pretty scary crashes. So during that era, era, I was just thankful when the weekend was done and no one got hurt. And it's also incredibly expensive for the teams, too, because there's just high level of crashing. So I'm fine with road and street courses. I enjoy them. The street races present more atmosphere, frankly, than ovals do, and that's been one of the challenges from a business aspect and why there aren't many ovals. Uh, Ovals are one-day shows. No one comes to qualifying. No one comes to practice. And honestly, the crowds are not fantastic for the races at this point, with the exception of Gateway outside St. Louis. They've done pretty well, and we're hoping that the Iowa race, which is back on the schedule, does well this year. And you hope hope for a resurgence at Texas, too, because it's not had fantastic crowds the last few years. But I guess going back to your original, a good oval race you can't beat because you can see the entire track. Yeah. Road and street courses you cannot see. So that's a huge benefit to any of the oval tracks outside of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's the only one because it's so massive and there's so much infrastructure in the infield that you can't see all the way around. But you will see it at Texas, and you will enjoy it if you go. Now, Mr. Lee, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with all the action and the coverage of the IndyCar series this season, where can they go to follow you and keep up with what's going on? Kevin Lee 23 on Twitter. 
And the next time we will hear you on television will be March 20th, 1230 p.m. Eastern time from the Texas Motor Speedway, NBC, Peacock, and uh, Sirius XM. We'll have all the coverage for you. Also, uh, uh, great work from NBC. I, I really enjoyed the racing action from St. Petersburg that you all pulled together uh, just a week ago. Mr. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. We hope to talk to you throughout the IndyCar Series season and uh, keep up with what's going on. And good luck to you and enjoy your travels the rest of the year, my friend. Okay, thanks. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, everybody, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we officially kicked off the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season at Daytona and one of the many individuals that were on hand to witness the spectacle of racing at Daytona to kick off the season as we head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line and welcome in Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Greg Walters! Mr. Walter, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week. On Southern Race Week Radio, you're a great friend of the show, sir, and we always appreciate it when you take the uh, time to join us. So appreciate it, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, my friend. Listen, I I wish my wife would announce it when I come in the door at home at night that same way, but I doubt that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, I'm thinking about maybe inventing a a doorbell that would do that. (laughs) Like, press the doorbell. It's me screaming that there's someone at the front door. I'll buy that one, Alfie. I'll buy that one. (laughs) Well, uh, Mr. Walter, as we say, we really appreciate you taking the time. It won't be too long before we know it. we get to Memorial Day weekend. And one of the great spectacles of that event is the Coca-Cola 600. It's a battle between man and machine. And uh, it's so exciting to watch 600 miles of racing. It's grueling for these guys. Uh, but it's one of the, as they look at it, one of the, the spectacles of racing, but also one of those treasured trophies that drivers want to have in their trophy case. Tell me for you, as you get set for your own Coca-Cola 600 this year, all the years that you've been hosting this event, uh, it must be amazing for you to to see how this all started with Humpy Wheeler and the tradition that he started, and you're now continuing that fine tradition of hosting this great patriotic event. And every year you never disappoint in the patriotism that you bring to this event, sir. Well, listen, yeah, you know, we start talking about Bruton or Humpy or Marcus I'm not fit to carry any of their water. So I'm just a steward of, of what I'm inheriting and continue to try the, the great traditions. But, but you're right, man. It, it is, um, there's traditions here at the 600 that, um, that the fans look forward to, but also we try to, to reinvent. And I think you'll see some announcements coming from us that things that we are going to have planned for the fan zone. Um, I was talking to some of the, the team presidents this past weekend about opening up the shops. So those haven't been open since, you know, uh, 2019. And that's one of the cool things about coming to Charlotte is that it's all here, right? The Hall of Fame, you've got the teams, you've got all this racing tradition that's right here that imagine coming for a holiday weekend. If you want to get your fill of NASCAR racing, I can't think of a better place than, than Charlotte Motor Speedway. And I've had the great opportunity to go head out there a bunch of times, camped out over there, been to a ton of races. Your, your staff and everyone that's always volunteering to help out is just above and beyond, always helpful, always there to help us fans get to where we need to get to. The staff's amazing. And the racing's always fun to watch. Uh, May 27th through the 29th is when the Coca-Cola 
uh, 600 will be um, and taking place. And it's never too early to get your tickets and make sure you reserve your spot because this will be a hot commodity. Uh, you'll have uh, triple headers with uh, Xfinity trucks and the Cup Series, everything going on. So if our listeners want to get a hold and hand on campsites, tickets, uh, where can they go to get that uh, information and take care of all that stuff? Yeah, brother. So the, so the best place to first start off is to go to charlottemotorspeedway.com and start clicking on the tabs and information there. Or you can get uh, you know, any one of the caller operators during the day, uh, 1-800-455-FANS. They can kind of walk you through options and help explain anything, any questions that you may have. So I will tell you that, that, that ticket sales are, are doing incredibly well. Um, I expect I'm, I am, I am tracking that, that we're going to be, it's going to be tight on tickets. So encourage your listeners to get them early. Um, some areas are already tight on inventory. So if you're kind of on the fence, go ahead and make that move now, but it will be this weekend. I will promise you this weekend will be one of the biggest that we have ever had. And Alfie, I have to promise you that I will give you a call when we will talk again, when we got some big announcements to make. Um, a lot of excitement here in Concord. And speaking with Greg Walter here, the Executive Vice President, General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway. And also for the great state of North Carolina, your government has recently issued you guys some money, not only yourselves at Charlotte Motor Speedway, but Rockingham and North Wilkesboro to help make some improvements to those facilities. But I think a lot of fans are excited to see some attention brought to Rockingham and North Wilkesboro. Uh, those tracks have been a big part of NASCAR's history, and they've just been decimated just without anything going on and i know they're going to use this money to improve the facilities how excited we, I, I know with this clash they did i know they're trying to experiment with kind of doing some new things how awesome would it be to see nascar return in some shape or form whether it's a, a clash all-star race maybe some kind of a, a sanctioned points event how great would it be for nascar to return to those those venues that have been a part of the history that have just been gone and and, and forgotten about it's always it's always exciting to see venues like that host big events, right? Um, we worked with the governor's office and the legislature, not only on behalf of, of, of our the tree track, so us, North Wilkesboro and Rockingham, helping Rockingham, but we also tried to help in terms of some of the, the legacy tracks, right? Like a like a Hickory or Wake County Speedway, some of the smaller tracks are out there. So actually, if you look at the budget, there's money for all of motorsports uh, in the state of North Carolina, which is, which is what I think the, the leadership of our state recognized was motorsports is a big part of the fabric of our culture. It's a $6 billion industry for the state, and it's about tourism. We bring people from out of state here to, our, our, to North Carolina, and they spend money, and they enjoy the attractions, and, and they, you know, they stay in the hotels. And that's kind of cool that, that, that any of the raceways, whether it's us or North Wilkesboro or any of the smaller tracks, that all of us are economic generators for our community. And I think the state recognized that and used some of the federal funds from the American Rescue Plan to help us make some changes. You know, all of us are private entities, so helping us kind of, you know, progress and improve our facilities and to be the, the, you know, the hosts of these big events that we're able to bring in. Well, Mr. Walter, once again, we always appreciate you taking the time. And once again, let's uh, give out that information again. If our listeners want to get a hold of those tickets, campsites, once again, where can they go to get that information? So the first place to go is uh, charlottemotorspeedway.com on the World Wide Web. And then you want to give us a call, 1-800-455-FANS, F-A-N-S. And we'll take care of you either way. 
Well, Mr. Walter, we always appreciate you taking the time. You're a great friend of the show, sir. And looking forward to uh, seeing another successful Coca-Cola 600, as well as another successful Roble race at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway this year in uh, 2022, sir. So thank you for taking the time. We'll talk to you again down the road, sir, and continued success with you guys. Thanks, my friend. Take care. Be well. I'm Jacqueline Drake with the Cars Tour, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we're really uh, blessed and honored to have our next guest joining us here on the Food Depot Zoom line, uh, the driver of the number 47 Camaro ZL1 for JTG Doherty Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Ricky Junior! Dang, I'm getting ready to go to battle. I love that. What's happening? Hey, Mr. Stenhouse, when we have a big deal guest on, we always got to give them a big deal introduction, and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week. A lot of drivers have their thoughts on the season, whether it's too long, too short. You definitely have a very short off-season compared to other sports, nationally, MLB, NHL, all that. Do you enjoy having a short off-season where you're done in November? and then you're ready to get back into it in February, or would you enjoy maybe having a little more time between the end of the season and the start of the season? Uh, a little of both. I mean, I could go either way. I definitely like, you know, racing and being in the car. And, you know, our off-season is tough, mainly because our off-season is, an off-season is made up of a bunch of holidays. So, um, you know, you don't really get your normal break because you got – Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you know, you got everything all kind of crammed in, you know, to our off season. But, uh, you know, this year is kind of old school off season where we're testing and, you know, pretty busy. And uh, it definitely made the off season go by a lot faster, I feel like, uh, than it had in the last few years. So, you know, for me, I'm, I'm always ready to go to the racetrack. And when you're away from the racetrack, when you do have some time to decompress and maybe relax a little bit, what do you like to enjoy or what did you do during the offseason to unwind, relax, and then get rejuvenized and reset for this season? Well, the offseason, um, really, we, we did some dirt racing, which was always fun, uh, which I always have on the schedule. But uh, we went to, went to Colorado, went, did a little snowboarding, snowmobiling, uh, which was always always a good time. We didn't make it to the beach yet. We'll, we'll try and fit that in in our one-off weekend that we have, um, you know, in the summer. But, uh, you know, for me, I love to golf, love to work out, spend a lot of time in the gym, uh, you know, really a lot of time with family, uh, you know, for the holidays. So that filled it up and, and going to the shop and, you know, working on this new car, uh, the new car had a lot of work to get the seats in and, you know, make sure everything was right in, our, in the cockpit of the race car. Now, with a new car and not having the chance to drive it at all the tracks the last few years, you guys haven't had practices or qualifying, only at maybe certain races. Now, for the whole season, you'll be able to practice and qualify. Do you prefer being able to have the practice and the qualifying sessions, or are you more one of those guys who enjoy just getting to the track, unloading, and then getting out there and racing? Well, I mean, both. I've definitely enjoyed the the schedule of showing up and, you know, getting in the race car and going to race because – it's really freed up my schedule to go race dirt cars on, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and still be able to, you know, do the cup schedule, uh, which is, which was really nice. And I felt like, you know, our team at JTG, the guys that we have are, are really good at, 
you know, paying attention to the details and making sure our car is prepared when we show up to the racetrack. And, you know, I think that was, you know, a, a benefit going to a race when, when you don't have practice, um, you know, this year it's going to be important to make sure that we have the setup right going into the weekend, because you only got a 20, 30 minute practice session, which is, uh, it's tough to get your car dialed in that fast. So, uh, it, it's always good to be in the car and trying to learn more though. Speaking with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. here on a Southern Race Week Radio. Now, your team last year was a two-car team. This year, it's just you for a JTD Doherty Racing. Do you find that as an advantage or a disadvantage going from two cars down to one? Uh, so far, I feel like it's kind of been an advantage. Uh, you know, we were really prepared in the shop. Uh, the guys got some really good, you know, cars lined up. We got good parts and pieces. We got a good process. Going to all the tests, I was able to do every single test and stay in the car, not have to share the car. All the ideas that I had and feedback, you know, was was you know built into the car at you know every single test. So, you know, things like that I think are a positive when you're trying to learn throughout you know the the season, especially early on. Obviously, you know, more cars the better for information. But you know, we're we're looking forward to, you know, just being prepared and uh, taking what we learn and, and doing it all, uh, you know, single car team. I think we'll be good. And your anticipations, goals for the season, what, what do you look forward to accomplishing this year? Yeah, I think for us, I mean, you know, there's, there's no reason why we can't make the playoffs, contend for wins. And, uh, you know, I think, I think it's, everything's up in the air. Uh, you know, everything's, you know, on the table, you know, for every team. You know, the, the, there's so many unknowns that, uh, you know, I think you'll see a, a lot of different winners. And, and that, that's going to make a, a cool NASCAR season, that's for sure. Now, Mr. Stenhouse, if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow along your progress throughout the season on social media, where can they go to follow you around and, and check in with your progress? Yeah, Stenhouse Jr., either on, on Twitter or Instagram, either one. So um, I, don't, I don't do TikTok. I just watch TikTok. So um yeah well, it's like my uh, wife my wife loves tiktok and i just sit there and watch her watch it so it's 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 quite an amazing uh, the technology now with the tiktok what, what do you yeah think? the, the oh, everything that people do with tiktoks is really cool and i envy you know when i watch them i'm like dang i wish i'd have thought of that and, and, and done that instead the, the craze is over by the time I, I think about doing that so um we also got our uh slide job ranch instagram uh handle which will be all things happening at my property. So um, that's always fun. Well, Mr. Stenhouse, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Um, our home track here is Atlanta Motor Speedway. We can't wait for you guys to come out and check out the new track in March. Oh, yeah. It'll I be fast. Yeah, I bet you're excited for that. And uh, we really appreciate your time and looking forward to good luck for you in the season and hopefully a win for you and ho maybe hopefully a hoisting that cup at the end of the season. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, this is Josh Hart, top fuel driver for RNL Carriers. You are listening to Southern Race Week. Well, race fans, we're about to wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week. Don't forget, you can find us on your favorite racing radio station and podcast location uh, anytime. Uh, Southern Race Week, just look it up. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or on the iHeartRadio app, and we'll get you dialed in and up to speed on everything you need to know. And don't forget, now check out Southern Race Week on Facebook for your chance to win tickets to Atlanta Motor Speedway, camping at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Alfie, thank you for giving up your RV spot, your camping spot at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That means somebody's going to be sitting 
on the infield and be tickets ready for all the, the concerts for Saturday night and everything else and uh, have some pre-race pit passes So for the weekend. So congrats, congratulations to somebody being lucky enough to, you know, get Alfie to give up his, his spot, which yeah. I don't understand why, but I'm not giving up my suite, by the way. I just Well, you know. don't worry about it. But as we mentioned, we have two different contests going on. One person will win my infield camping ground son, as William mentioned, for giving away 10 pairs of tickets. And then one of those winners of those 10 pair of tickets, William, we have the yep. opportunity to upgrade themselves to a special suite that you have set up for the, the listeners, correct? Yep, 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 yep. Got a suite for them, and uh, we're going to make sure that they get taken care of. And, uh, hey, it's going to be a great time. Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. And uh, don't forget, uh, that's our uh, uh, home track. So we want to make sure that y'all have fun and make sure that you take advantage of all the cool stuff that's going on over there. We're going to be doing some videos from there uh, to showcase some of the great things that they got, um, the new bars and the new uh, experiences that they have. Club One's been remodeled, and it is beautiful. And uh, so you, a lot of things going on. We're going to be showcasing that over the next couple of weeks on at William Barber on Instagram. At William Barber, a.k.a. WB on Instagram, WB Radio Twitter, and, of course, on Southern Race Week on uh, Facebook as well. Thanks again to our great guests this week. Uh, we appreciate Kevin Lee from NBC Sports joining us. Also, Greg Walter of Charlotte Motor Speedway and also Cup Series driver Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Now, next week, we're going to have a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio to get us prepped and ready to go for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. So, a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition us on the race week radio coming up next week, William. So very excited about that. All right. Well, we're going to leave you tonight. Thank y'all for uh, tuning in. Thanks for food depot, grocery stores. And remember, if you're looking for something fun to do with your kids and family today, tonight, this weekend, take them to a local racetrack near you. I'm William Barber. I'm Alfie. Y'all have a great one. We'll see you.